Yes, my girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. A look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking, and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens, by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating, and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls! Good morning. Happy Sunday, Con. Good morning, beautiful. You know, it's been an intense week, so we thought, you know what? We're going to make this a fun show. Are they all? (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of much to do about nothing, sure. But, you know, a fun show. I don't remember the last time we really talked about much. That was something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you've got a little sort of social etiquette dilemma that you're wanting to explore. Yeah, and I think you're going to be on the same team as me with this one. It's how close is too close with the ex. Ooh, yes. Okay. Um, Also, Con, I was at a dinner party (laughs) recently and the conversation got so grim and dark and weird, someone ended up in tears. I'm struggling with this one. I don't know how you let that happen. You're supposed to be <laughs> the one who brings the mood up and it makes everyone happy. It was totally my fault too. <laughs> was, oh, no. You're such a creep. I can't wait to hear what happens. But next con, a mother has shocked the nation. She's gone on a holiday without her child. We're going to be talking about that next. This is the Queen Sesh. And con, this week... Fashion blogger Nadia Bartel. Fashion blogger. <laughs> she's um, she's married to Jimmy Bartel, who's an AFL player. I know that this they is... They are all news to me. <laughs> <laughs> he plays footy, she dresses well. Got it. Yes. yes. So they went on a luxury holiday to the Maldives mm-hmm. and, you know, living their best life, posted some chic pictures of them on a romantic getaway and some Amazing. of her followers noticed something was missing. Her two-year-old. Ah. Yes. So Let, let the abuse begin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Strap her up. Yep. <laughs> so and burn the, yeah, I get burn it. Her the it, ha- it happened to me once. I went to Thailand, first holiday away from my two kids. I think Arlo was two and Billy Violet was like four. And I was all like, oh, I miss the kids. You know, I was writing on my private status Facebook. I miss the kids so much, but I'm having such a good time. And, you know, maybe a week was too long, but it's so nice to have a break. And one of this girl wrote, and she goes, can I ask you why you wouldn't bring them? Like, what's the point of you having an experience that on your own that they would have gotten a lot out of? And I just stood there, like, with all of my comebacks were just like, you know those memes where you see, like, numbers flying in front of people's faces? <laughs> <laughs> that was me. With all my comebacks were just flying in front of my face. <laughs> And then, like, my girlfriend or my cousin was like, calm down. Just block her. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. And it just made everything so much easier. It's the ultimate like, insult. Yeah, I don't need to explain myself to you. I don't need to explain myself to anyone. We do so much having to justify our every actions. Mm. Why, you know, someone messaged me the other day and go, can I ask you what you what it is about Denim that makes you want to marry him? Like, you seem like <laughs> a really odd couple. And I was, like, about to go, oh, um... You know, like, it's this and it's that. And and, and I was like, what? No, block. I don't want to explain myself to people. I just don't. I just don't understand what goes through someone's head when they question another person's decision about their life. Okay, they're in the public 
domain, but it doesn't mean it's that their parenting decisions are up for anyone else to discuss or ask or query. It's really strange. I don't get it's it. It's really, really strange. You know, you see blokes going away all the time. Blokes go away to work, you know. Like, it's part of life. For centuries, women and, and men have been leaving our kids in villages, you know. Like, they are, we have been able to walk away from them. It's fine. It's actually really narcissistic to think that only a mother can look after a child. Only I can be there for my kid. My kid needs this and this and this and this. No, it doesn't. So other people are very, very capable of looking after your children for you. I've done the trip away from my kids. Yes, yeah, there was Yeah, were you gone for like three months? No, <laughs> it was two weeks. And yes, of course, there was a lot of, you know, hungover, guilty days. But I yeah. also had Hangovers a ball. Hangovers really do yeah. that to the guilt though, don't they? They do. But I also had a ball. And you know what? The kids will never remember it. And no. we had a great time. Yeah, and it builds resilience when they can build relationships and connections with other people as well. You know, like it's just I always assume that we're talking to rational people that don't neglect their children or abuse them. So when I say this, I'm not talking about the people that do just leave their kids with their parents and go on a month-long bender. I'm talking about those of us that work and care and love about our children. Go on a holiday. Come back refreshed. You know, you need it. Or And if you don't feel like you could do it, that's fine, but don't bag other people for doing it. Yeah, stop backing people. Yeah. Get off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh. Con, I recently was at a dinner party. You know those things I've been doing, which is like the hashtag come dine with me, like that yeah, show I where know, you you're compete. you to create your own reality show. and <laughs> Yeah, just winning at life. And anyway, <laughs> They so all look really fun. Really fun. I really yeah. I do recommend the come dine with me challenge. But yeah, we're at the dinner party and someone brought up this topic. They said that they heard in a job interview, someone said to them, so if you had to, if there was no other choice and you were going to lose both people, who would you shoot out of your mum and your sister? (laughs) And I thought, oh, that's a really weird job interview question. So then I was like, so guys, who would we shoot? And we sort of, I made everyone go on the dinner table and they were like, you know, a lot of people said, well, you know, my sister's got kids, so I'd have to probably your mum's go with my mum. mum's kids too. <laughs> yeah, but no, they're adults. And then I was like, but what about out of your mum and dad? Like, and I got really creepy with it. As, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and well, not a lot of people did deal with it and it sort of got to a point where someone was in tears and it got sort of. And bit, what, you just kept pushing it? No, or? no, I sort of moved on from the conversation, but I just wish, I wanted to talk about it more. So anyway, we thought we'd throw it out to the queens and find out what other awkward dinner party discussions have you got involved in. We're going to be hearing some next. This is the Queen Sesh. Just before I was telling Con that I was recently at a dinner party and things went a bit kind of awkward and grim when (laughs) we started talking around the table, who would we shoot out of, you know, relatives, our partners? Uh, If we had to choose and, you know, both of them were going to go. If we didn't choose, which one <laughs> who would we say? <laughs> which shoot? Which is so so weird. It's a weird thing to talk about with friends, sure. Yeah, it's weird when you're when you're getting together to have fun, <laughs> <laughs> to, to get a have and take a load off. Yeah, and, and I ended up making someone cry. So we threw it out there, and, and we wanted to know from the queens some other weird dinner party conversations that you've been involved in. Anita from Queensland, can you can you get weirder? Uh, my family are one of a kind, I think. My grandparents and my Omer and Opa, 
would say things to kids, to us teenagers, like, oh, don't forget, you've got to try them before you buy them, love. <laughs> my granddad was like that as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, and my, my opa would say things, oh, your almond's going to get a good tickling tonight. <gasps> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm jealous of Uma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've got Annie from Queensland. What was your dinner party weird conversation that that you were involved in? I was invited um, back in the days when dinner parties were very popular and, and a host would invite varied friends, people that don't necessarily know each other. I arrived, um, there were people mingling in the lounge room, a few people out on the terrace with their backs towards us and I was chatting to some of the people that I know and then the hostess asked everyone, said dinner's ready, would everyone like to take their seats? So I sat down at the dining table and I'm helped. Across the table for me was my gynecologist who I'd seen only two days prior. <laughs> I just uh, instantly sort of blushed and um, he just leant over the table and said, hello, Annie, how are you? I nearly died. <laughs> I would have been like, so have you got and- the results yet? <laughs> <laughs> This is the Queen Sesh. Annalise, yesterday I was listening to a conundrum. I love that word you just used. Mm. <laughs> and it's a, there's a long backstory to it, so I'm just going to cut it down and make it really short because I don't want to give away identities. Yes. How close is too close to the ex? Okay, so mm. you've got a, a ex-married couple. You know, most pe- most people hate each other, so this um, this doesn't usually come into it. <laughs> not a common problem. <laughs> it's not a common problem. But you know, if they happen to be close. And they, you know, might be doing things together, sharing the children custody and having dinners, family dinners. The new partner obviously doesn't get invited to this kind of stuff because it's like old family dinners. Or, for example, like in this particular case, there's a wedding that's happening that these two were invited to together because they're both very close to the groom and bride. And the other partner's like, well, hang on, aren't I supposed to be invited to weddings? And it's like, well, that's kind of awkward because the wedding was planned, you know, like a long, long, long time ago and we're just sort of going and whatever. And so I, I'm more on the side of the new partner like commit or don't commit you know but then there's this then there's the thing of the kids and it's good for the kids to see the parents always together I don't know what do you think I think when they're... Every think, circumstance is so different. And and look, hats off to them that they've got kids and they can be really civil and, and get along well because I think it is it is really lovely for the kids. My parents were always still close and did dinners and things after they separated and it did it did mean a lot to us. Did it mean a lot to you? It really did. Yeah. Okay. I loved I loved that um, not for, I don't know, how many years, maybe for the first few years, you know, my dad would come over Christmas morning. Your dad's still, whenever I go to your mum's house, your dad's still there. Yeah, they and they catch up with us and, and they do stuff together and it's and they've both got new partners and it's it's nice. It's I think that the new partner should have been invited to the wedding. Yeah, right. You know, like, I, that's what I thought. That's what made me like, I want to talk about this in my radio show because it was a bit of a, it wasn't like a close, there's so much more to this story, I can't even begin to get into it. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like, you can't, you have to make a choice. And I make a choice with, that I prioritise my partner and he has to make a choice prioritise me over everything, over exes, not over his kids, obviously, but over exes, over bloody work, over, if I say that this is something that's really important to me, as long as I'm not an irrational girl that says that every day, like, <laughs> It's really important that you get me a Snickers bar now, <laughs> you know. But I just think, yeah, things like, yeah, I don't know, it's a tough one. How clo- Who wants to be close to their exes anyway? As your husband would say, don't you just put a circle around that? 
<laughs> Move on. Yeah, Move look, on. I, in my relationship, it's never been an issue. My husband's not friends with any exes or anything. Yeah, he's definitely not. <laughs> no, he doesn't really have any female friends. <laughs> well, he doesn't even like, whenever I ask him about his exes, he's always like, what exes? I've only ever been with Annalise. <laughs> As he should. But do you know what? It reminded me of that meme. I don't think you would cope with exes being around all the time either. Oh, my God. I would not cope. <laughs> no, because remember that meme I sent you? It was like a woman lying in bed and she had like, you know, those black face mask peel on, but not on your nose, over your whole face, a peel mask. And she's looking miserable and she's holding a glass <laughs> of wine in bed and she says, and it, the meme line says, me waiting for my husband to come home from work and explain to me why he had a girlfriend before me. <laughs> That's my girl. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls. Still to come on the sesh, Con. I have more things to complain about. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> um, I want to know when age gaps get creepy because we're all for like open love and you know if it's legal age of consent. I want to talk about, come on guys, like there's got to get a creepy time. Mm, yeah. Some boundaries. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. A dramatic week for you, Con, but probably the most so dramatic um, would be that you got kicked off your community Facebook page. Correction, so, I removed myself. Oh, did you from say? The f- yeah, from, I tried to get kicked off and they weren't <laughs> kicking me off. They were ridiculing me, so I removed myself for my own personal mental health. Okay, well, it's not as dramatic as I thought, but anyway, I can't wait to hear all about it next. This is the Queen Sesh. And Annalise, I um, recently joined, well, it took me a long time to join my community group because they didn't believe me that I lived there, and finally... Finally, they accepted me, and we were just on the wrong foot from day one. Do you? Are you in on a community group on Facebook? Yeah, I am. Okay. Do they like you? Oh well, I think it's it's right. There's like twenty thousand. They don't really know me, but there's eight thousand in mine. But you know, I find it hard to go under the radar these days. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you know, when I'm pregnant, I rant. It's like a street brawl. Everything that I do turns into a street brawl. Yes. I can't help myself. I just can't. So that was, someone was complaining about the council, and I think everyone has the right to complain about the council because you know, councils are just they honestly sometimes they mess up big time, and they've targeted us a couple of times. So he was having a bitch and moan about the council, and then admin just jumped in and just goes, you, it's not the right place to do this. It's not good to be online shaming people. And I'm like, people, it's a government institution. No one's name's been mentioned. So, and she was like, what's this got to do with you? And I was like, what's this got to do with you? And she was like, read the, <laughs> read the guidelines. And I was like, what? Like, everyone just jumps on me all the time because, you know, they all know who I am. And they're just mean. And I was like, ah, all right. And then I, saw, I was being a bit sh- and cheeky. I have to admit, I was stirring because I was procrastinating from writing my book. And <laughs> Denim keeps saying to me, Con, stop it. It's not good for your mental health. Con, you're going, just let it go. And I was like, let it go. It's never going to happen. And <laughs> so I did let it go. I went to sleep. Two days later, they put up a photo of like some Austro- some WA people, some Perth people getting bogged. And they put up a photo of the person's car and the woman standing outside the car and they're all laughing like city people. Bet the beamer gets you around down. Keith, but you get bogged down here. Oh, well, at least she's dressed for getting bogged because she's wearing a long black dress. And I was like, hang on, that's online bullying. Like, you can't say you can't complain about the council, but you can do this, which is like personally putting photos of people. And boy, did they attack me. They were like, you don't get it because you're not a local. Try living here for 30 years and seeing everybody get bogged. And then you'll, don't think you can move here. Don't think you're some big celebrity that can move here and change our ways within five minutes. Somebody said, you don't like it, leave. Oh, because I stood up for this girl and I'm not the innocent party. I was going, I was having a go back. I was like, because the admin always reminds you to reread the group rules. So I was reminding her, maybe it's time for you to reread the group rules. And <laughs> so 
somebody said, why don't you leave? And I'm like, I can't. I'm waiting to get kicked off. And I literally <laughs> didn't get kicked off for like an hour. Everyone was just ridiculing me. And I felt like someone in a schoolyard who was just refusing to let go of the fact that she's being bullied by everyone. So I went, okay, I'm bowing out now. <laughs> Removed myself from the group. But it was a, a really emotional ordeal. And it brought, it shed light to the fact that everyone in my town hates me, which I thought was interesting because, you know, I consider myself a pretty popular kind of gal. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> um, next one, we're going to be exploring age gaps and what's creepy. When does it become creepy? That's the next. <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh. And Annalise, a friend of mine who I've been friends with for years and years and years, who I love thoroughly, is in, he's nearly 50. Mm. I mean, and he is continuously perving on girls that are under 20. Like, I mean, I'm not saying anyone in a school uniform, but, you know, girls that are driving. And he, that's how he justifies it. He said to me, she's driving, it's fine. Yeah, not more, it's like legally fine, but like morally and ethically. We'll go to the pub and he will just go straight for these like 18-year-olds. And I'm just like, you know, I know what it's like to be an 18-year-old girl. It's really creepy when men like you come up to us. Like, we look at men like you and we think you are our dad's friends. Stop cracking on to us. And I've always liked older men. All of my boyfriends have been 10 years older than me and more. But that's just, I just find it really creepy. I'm like, what about them are you so attracted to? I find men attractive if they're into women for a little bit more than just a a pair of boobs that point up and, you know, like flawless skin. Mm, Flawless skin. Yeah. yeah, okay, I'm a bit jealous, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm full jealous of skin the boobs and my and boobs. Skin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I've had a breast reduction, so my boobs are great, thank you very much. But yeah, it's, it's, it's an odd one, isn't it? Because you, one does wonder what a 50-year-old would find interesting and, and have in common with an 18-year-old. Exactly. Like, when I was 18, I wouldn't be able to challenge a 50-year-old. Like, no. I wouldn't even want to sit next to a 50-year-old unless it was, like, my dad or something. But there's so so much that you've gone through in this time from being 18 that gives you depth and character and confidence and whatever it's given you. You can hold your own in a conversation with someone your own age. Mm. And I just think there's something dominating about a man who is attracted to teenagers at that age. Like, does he want to dominate and impress and control or... Am I jumping the gun a little bit? Is it purely just that they're sexually attractive and that, you know, I don't know. What, mm-hmm. I don't know. We've found some queens who are in relationships with age gaps. So let's see if we've got Carolyn from Victoria. Tell us about your age gap. When did you meet your partner? Hi, girls. Um, I Hi. met my husband. We both had previous marriages. My ex-husband was the same age as me. His ex-wife was the same age and it just, you know what, it just didn't work. And I sort of bumped into my husband and he's 14 years older than me. I think it's fine if you met when you were a little bit older than 18. I feel like because you already had a marriage and you guys just both sort of knew people in life when you got together, that that's like normal? Yeah, I think um, 18 and a 50-year-old is way wrong. <laughs> you just, you can't do that. But, you know, when you're older, I think it's more than mm. fine because you've been through everything. You're technically past all the partying bits and going out and get drunk with your mates and stuff like that. Mm. And you just want to be people and just enjoy your own company and, you know, just be ha- happy in yourself and you can sit on the dunny and have a wee without anybody worrying about Because <laughs> that's on. really what love's all about, isn't it? That's, that's, re- that's real love, you know? So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think the key is to really know yourself. And when you really know yourself, you can make a proper judgment of who to end up with. We've got the, the 50, 18, not fine. 
Yeah. I, you know, anything. He's <laughs> Mr. G, not fine. <laughs> maybe not fine. The other thing I think about as well, Con, is like, you know, them hanging out, like they're sitting around over a fine glass of Bordeaux wine and using a Snapchat selfie filter and taking <laughs> selfies. <laughs> that's what I think they'd be doing. Totally. And that's the 50-year-old, you know. <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh. And Annalise, as you know, I have started a new family ritual. Now, it's ironic because you were around for my old family ritual, which was Friday nights in Northcote, Burt mm-hmm. Street. A lot of my friends and family and exes and everybody knows everything about Friday nights at Burt Strokes. It's been going, it's an institution. It's been going on for, you know, since way before I was born. And um, it's just everyone is always welcome. There's always a huge dinner put on, lots of food. You can bring your friends and you're guaranteed a big family night of unpeacedness, you know, of like stories of drinking and of eating. And I never realised how much we all got out of that. We got so much out of that. We'd talk about it. We'd look forward to it. Even as teenagers, we'd go. Mm. Before we went out clubbing, we'd still go. It was still, it was important to us. And we're not a traditional family. We're not religious. We're not anything. But we all stood by that. And we knew even if we were fighting with the family, we would go. So I decided after speaking to Dr. Michael Cargreg last week that... We need a family ritual. And, it, you know, he was reminding us how important tradition is for kids and it just got me thinking, oh, my God, we have no traditions at all, my family. Mm. And but, so I just... so many people don't, Con. In our I the modern way we live, we don't have, you know, a lot of us don't go to church and Sunday school and all the things that we sort I of used even to do and come together as families or as a community. We don't do them anymore. Exactly. And I, you know, my household is so up and down, like, you know, the kids might be gone one weekend and then the adults, the teenagers are gone most weekends. And, you know, so I just decided to my family that every Sunday night you will be home at six o'clock and I'm going to be a ball buster about this because I'm a relaxed mum. Like, I'm a relaxed stepmom. I have step, step kids, friends over all the time and I just love it. And I never say they have to do anything. This one I was like, you have to be there. Mm. And they all came and there was no phones. I didn't want any phones, which is really bizarre for me because I'm an advocate for my phone <laughs> and we made a big roast that I like spend, you know, spend all day cooking something and then you feel sick and I was like I think I might have poisoned everybody because the oh lamb no. tasted like absolute crap but okay. anyway that aside it was beautiful it was just chatting and it didn't even last very long but we got to chat to each other we all got to be there Billy Violet gets like this hyperactivity like annoying overexcited thing when she's excited and I could tell she was doing that because she was so happy that everyone was there together and yeah like it was it meant a lot to me and it, it's gonna last and then I was thinking oh sh- this Sunday I'm away and the next Sunday I'm away. <laughs> so I'm trying to restructure things to be home for Sundays. <laughs> no, it, it is really important and that's what Dr. Michael Cargregs said to do is find rituals, whether it's a family dinner. The other little cute tip that he gave us that everyone can do if you don't have lots of family around is you can ask your kids at the end of the day, what are your top three favourite things that happened today? And that can be your ritual. Every Beautiful. day. Imagine if that keeps going through teenagehood. <laughs> well, you know me, I'm going to keep pushing for it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. At no, the moment. It's what a- are your real things that happened today? <laughs> At the moment I'm getting um, when Artie did lots of farts from my five-year-old. But, you know, <laughs> that's, that's his favourite thing. That's, yeah, exactly. I think that's really valid. <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh. And we like to wrap up the show with Queen Vice, which is advice for queens. And... We actually had a couple of people message us about this one, Con, and it was about body image and loving your body. A couple of queens, you know, privately messaged and said, I'm just really unhappy with the way I look. Mm. Mm. 
And I know exactly how that feels. Yeah, well, it's so it's so common at the it's moment. It's so common, and when it's got you, it's got you, and you can't sleep, and you think about it all the time. And you know, I recently started thinking about my wedding and my wedding dress, and you know how you start doing your exercise and your weight loss regimes. Well, you can't when you're pregnant, obviously, but you can keep it under wraps. And I just thought, why am I telling my body that it's not good enough to marry my fiance? Mm. Why am I saying that to my body? Why am I saying you're not good enough like this? You need to get better for a wedding day when you're marrying someone who loves you for who you are anyway. It was a really like thing to be saying and to be putting message to be putting into myself. Mm. So I was like, no, I'm just going to get married like this. This is who I am. And then um, ironically, I got a message from a queen and she said that her son said to her, mum, you don't want to look back on your wedding day and think, oh, I was so skinny then. Yeah, I love that. And what a beautiful thing coming from her son as well. I know, isn't it? And it's so true. It's just like, I just don't want to look back and think that I was so stressed out and spent my whole life worried about my bloody figure. Yeah. And look, one of the things that we've really learnt doing this show from talking to various specialists and things is that the images that we see in the media of women, really, for 90% of us, genetically, it's impossible to look like that. Absolutely. There's, and do you know what I love? Um, I haven't tried them yet, but Moddy Body. Have you seen those undies? They're no. like undies that come with like a, um, like a puffy patch around the, like, the goods area because it's really good for like periods and stuff like that. Mm. And I saw an ad just popped up on my Facebook and it was just a healthy sized woman mm. lying on her bed in these undies. She looked good. Her boobs were good. She looked great. And I just thought, okay, I'm not buying the undies just yet because I don't have much money right now, but maybe next week. Mm. And I'm so appreciative that this is what I'm scrolling past, you know, yeah. like I think the world's changing, but it needs to change so much faster than it is because we need to see healthy every, every size and, and every different like health comes in so many different shapes and sizes mm. but when we turn on the TV all we're seeing is this one size and it's really making us feel down about ourselves yeah I think that I mean I'm I'm not definitely not there yet you know like I say that I'm there yet I am the woman who is literally telling my doctors that if I see the number on the scales I will be so devastated that I won't sleep for a week you have to hide it from me and they're <laughs> looking at me like I'm a freak and then like another nurse walks in and my nurse turns and goes we've got eating disorders and I was just like oh like <laughs> No one understands me. <laughs> so I'm not saying I'm there yet by any means, but this is what I'm telling myself. This is how I'm trying to retrain 30 years of terrible messages that have been pumped into my brain. Yeah, healthy and strong. And if you focus on healthy your body being healthy and strong, healthy and strong comes in so many different shapes and sizes. And if you're healthy and strong, you feel good. You feel good on the inside. You look good on the outside. And that's the only time I really don't feel good. It's not really about being fat. It's about feeling like I've got no energy. Feeling mm. like, you know, when you walk up the stairs and you like think you're having a heart attack at the top of them? That's yep. what I don't feel good about. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is us for another week. Please reach out to us on Facebook. Search The Queen Sesh. We love hearing from you. And you can download the Hit Network app and grab the Catch Up podcast link later. Thanks, Queens. Have a beautiful week. Have a gorgeous day. This is The Queen Sesh. Uh, and this is just an extra little tidbit for our pod queens. Do you like that one, Con? <laughs> tidbit. That's weird, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> um, also, please subscribe, rate and review us if you haven't done so already. Just my housekeeping done. Con, you've got something that you want to share with me that I haven't heard about. The Sinner. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm a TV-aholic at the moment. I'm a Netflix creep. Like, this is all I can be. I'd look forward to going to bed every night. Yeah. Like well, you're pregnant and you can't drink. So you, you, the only thing you can turn to is television. <sighs> if you can't drink. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, so I saw quite a few people saying you should watch, you know, The Sin is Great, blah, blah, blah. So I thought I'll give it a bash because Jessica Biel is so easy on the eye mm. that I thought at worst case I'll just look at her and, you know, feel bad about myself for a few weeks. <laughs> I binge watched this series in a night and a half. Wait, what, was, what's the basic synopsis? Like, what's the thing? Okay, so the synopsis, you think, I don't want to give anything away. No, it's but is too, it lawyer? Is it police No, drama? it's like psychological thriller. Ah, okay. Mm. And, like, normal girl, like, just does something really horrific one day. Normal mum, like, lovely and conservative and whatever. Does something really horrific and out of character. Mm. And then you ha- and then the um, series is unfolding why she did this. She didn't even know. She's doing it. Has to do a bit of hypnosis and regression to find out what happened and why. And the story's got twists and it's just cool. It's just really, really good. There's one scene that I saw Mamma Mia did an article on and said... Um, and <laughs> don't fast forward the scene, but I couldn't, I struggled to watch it. My cousin told me she fast forwarded it. And when I spoke to Denim about it, he thought that I was really weird for finding it such a confronting scene, mm. but it's a little bit incesty. Mm. I know. And I just, I just can't, like, I don't know. I can stomach so many things. Game of Thrones is my favorite show, but it was a very confronting incesty. You've got to watch it just to get is, it. Is that, is that the scene? No. The sinner. No. That's not the sin. Oh, God. That's not the sin. It's just more sins. Yeah. <laughs> it's very <laughs> So <sin>. many sins. <laughs> but I think that you would love it. I think you should watch it. I think everyone should watch it. And if anyone knows any other good Netflix series, I'm not planning on doing much the next six months. So <laughs> <laughs> send yes. us a message. Yeah, definitely. Let us know. Um, yeah, I love watching TV on holidays. That's literally my best life. Just lying exactly. in bed watching TV. Exactly. That's exactly right. Mine too. It's yeah. like, you know, now that I've got a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I first met him, I pretended to be like really like, I just want to go to gigs and like just party. And now it's like nearly a year later. Well, it's probably eight months or something later, or nine months. And I'm like, I don't like doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's getting to know that thing on your TV. Are you still watching? Yeah. Yes. That's queen. Yeah, I love Netflix for that. No, I, I love Netflix for I you find it judgy. I, I feel so judged when I go. I feel like uh, it is. Oh, and do you I know what? Judged. Then when I fall asleep into my Netflix, because that's how I like to go to sleep, and then the next day when I go to turn it on, and I just knew I fell asleep somehow. Like oh. it's just, Netflix knows me better than anyone. It's the best invention ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's us. Bye. This is the Queen Sesh.